he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, let's creep. Time to creep. Okay, the biggest story of the past week is that Mike Fleiss tweeted about a major historic announcement and everyone was freaking out. What did you think it was before it was revealed? Something stupid, probably. I didn't think it was real for a second, but everyone seemed to. I thought maybe they were going to announce the next lead, and I wasn't sure how that would be historic, but was like maybe whoever they had picked for whatever reason was the first of something. So that's what I was kind of leaning towards. But yeah, I was not optimistic or excited. <laughs> but everyone was, and I feel like whenever Mike tweets something like this, people forget that he's done this 47 times prior, yeah. and he loves the word historic, and he doesn't know what it means. So when I right. saw this, and everyone... Like, I did a Q&A on Instagram, and a, a question I got over and over was, what do you think the historic announcement was? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, guys, it's nothing. And he says the historic announcement will be made during the show. He wants you to watch the show. That's pretty right. much all it is. It gets people yeah. talking. You tune in, and you get a big, fat letdown because this was the announcement. He writes, this season's finale of The Bachelor is totally spoiler proof. No one knows how it will end because it ain't over till it's over and it ain't over. Yeah, see, I already knew that. Like, I have been <laughs> saying this for weeks that I don't think Clayton is with anyone, at least not in the traditional way that we normally see on the show. I think he fucks it up majorly when he admits to everyone that he slept with them. And I already knew this. Like, this is not news to me. It's really weird because... On multiple seasons, this has already happened, but specifically Peter, they made a very big deal about making it known. Peter himself in interviews would say, this season can't be spoiled, it's impossible. And everyone was like, well, wait, what? how is that possible? And people were trying to figure out why. Mm -hmm. So for him to say it's historic, that it's spoiler proof because it's not over, that like literally it's the exact same thing. Right, it's not historic. How is this any different from like Ari's season? Right, it wasn't it's, over. it's not. It's not. It's yeah, not it's different. not. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, maybe there's something we're missing that would make this aspect of it historic, but I don't know. I don't think You're so. You're trying to give Mike Fleiss too much of the benefit Wait, of the doubt. Wait, what if? I've always wondered this. Has this ever happened before, Bachelor Historian? Has yes. the lead ever been like, I need more time to decide. Let's all date in the real world and then continue to date two people in real life. I would love that, and I actually thought that that's what Peter meant on his season. Oh, okay. Like, he needed more time, but that wasn't the case, obviously. But yeah. no, there have been finales where the lead wants more time to date the final person, like, back in the day, like, the earlier right, seasons. Right, Because they weren't ready to propose, but they it wasn't to multiple people. Yeah, I I'm, like, wondering that. if Clayton would be like, look, I'm not ready to say goodbye to either of you. I'm still conflicted, and so I don't want to make a decision right now. Let's all keep dating. What woman would fucking agree to that? I have like, no idea. I, I would no. not. But. I enjoy that for my entertainment purposes, but I don't think any of those women would be down. No. I think the fact that he's saying it's not over means that if Clayton ends up at his finale with someone either engaged or just leaving the show with them, they are not together anymore. Because if he's saying it's not over, right. something had to have happened since that final day. Yeah. So you're you're almost spoiling the fact that 
there is a breakup involved. That mm-hmm. whether it's Clayton's call or the the girl, whoever it is, doesn't want to yeah. be with Clayton anymore after hear, learning some new things. I don't know. I just will say one thing about what we said right before that with the continuing to date in real life and who would sign up for it. I would push back on that in one way to be like, how is that different from the actual show? Because like the timeline's arbitrary, right? It's like he's dating all these people until one day the show decides, okay, we're going to stop. Now you have to pick. But what if he's like, they just made up a timeline. So if he's like, well, let's just keep dating the same way we were just doing for the past two months. It's kind of the same. I feel like one could, I wouldn't do it, but one could make an argument that like, it's not that bad. You know? I, I know. I hear you, but that's why when I say like on the show, it's so serious. Everyone takes it so seriously. And the second it ends, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. That was crazy. But, right. But you were literally two days ago, we're freaking out over a flower, essentially being a rose. And it's not that big of a deal, but in that bubble, in that world, it's such a big deal. So... I don't know. I agree with what you're saying, though. Um, It'll be interesting. I guess we'll see. But none of this was news to me. None none of this was anything that I didn't know. Well, you didn't really. You assumed. You didn't know for sure. Uh, No, sure. Yeah, I didn't have any confirmation. But it was pretty obvious to me, at least. It wasn't obvious to me, but I was hopeful that there would be some juicy ending to kind of round out this season. Yeah. I love a good messy ending. Like, I... Oh, my God. I'm excited it. now, at least for the finale, especially in doing what we do. That means so much of this could be either like revealed or continue to live on via the creeps, you know? Yes, and I'm very much here for that. I really hope that Mike Fleiss isn't just like trolling us. Right. Because, you know, they'll do anything. There was some after the final Rose finale where they were some, oh, Ben and Lauren. On Ben and Lauren's after the final rose special remember they had ben's pastor in the audience and they kept panning to him they're like there's a big surprise coming at the end of this like there's something crazy coming and it just turns out that they said oh ben and lauren if you want to get married on stage today here's your pastor you can and then ben's like no you know what that reminds me of going back to peter season remember kelly flanagan was in the audience yeah i think there was something going on between Peter and Kelly at that point, even though he was like pursuing Madison in that moment, because why the fuck else was she there? And they never explained it. I think they literally ran out of time because of the Barb finasco. She, I believe, tweeted about it and said she was purposely planted there to have people question. Like they do these yeah, but things I d- on purpose. I don't believe. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, she could be lying. <laughs> That's just my theory. But it sounds very similar because everyone's like, why the fuck is Kelly there? Like, just in case we need to bring up the fact that her and Peter were texting or or something or whatever was going on. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm way more excited for the finale of Clayton season now than I was. So good job, Mike Fleiss. You did your job. Yeah. And I guess we'll have to see in a couple weeks what unfolds. Moving on, I have some really sad news for you, Jackie. And for all the She's All Batch podcast listeners. Greg, sad boy, Grippo is off the market. And I'm a little heartbroken and slash shocked because I never thought I'd see the day that he would like actually be an established relationship. Yeah, but it's a long distance relationship, right? Doesn't she live in Paris? So basically, Greg, sad boy, Grippo went on Nick Vial's podcast with Andrew Spencer, and he revealed that he is dating someone. The one thing I thought was weird is So Nick basically asks the two guys about paradise. Greg says, I don't see myself going to the beach right now. I'm actually seeing someone. And then Nick asks if 
the girl he's seeing is from Paris. And I was like, okay, well, obviously Nick had to have known about this situation because yeah. why would you... Hey, by the way, any chance she happens to live <laughs> in Paris? Throw out a random city just from curious. the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, and then Greg says, quote, It's a little tough, like you said, the whole Paris situation, but I'm giving it my best shot at the moment. Yeah, you would think living in another country is a little tough. That is your a little girl, tough. Your girl Katie <laughs> couldn't do it, and Blake was only in Canada. Yeah. I'm very... Do We, we don't know, like, who this girl is, right, or, like, how they met, or... We know who this girl is. Okay. Her name is Clements, and I probably am pronouncing that wrong because there's a little accent on her name. Clements? Clem- Clements, maybe. Yeah. Could be. I'm We're not trying really French, hard but... to be French. <laughs> um, she's on Instagram. She's under Clem Della Creme. She's verified. She's a model. And oh. in my opinion, she resembles Katie. I know you guys are probably going to say that I think a lot of people resemble Katie, but Wait, she I don't does. Think she resembles Katie. Her face. She... You don't see it? I see it so hardcore. And a little Casey Anthony. No. Isn't she like the pictures I'm seeing, she's like blonder, way blonder right. than Katie. I'm not talking about hair. I'm talking about the face. She gives me Katie vibes. She's very pretty. Okay. And she's a lucky, lucky lady that she's dating G S B G. <laughs> the acronyms. <laughs> um, I will say, though, on her profile, it does say Paris and NYC. So maybe she's just temporarily in Paris because I, I do think long distance is a really hard way to begin a relationship, which is why I was skeptical about Sadboy Greg's ability to maintain that relationship until Paradise starts filming to not go. But hopefully Clemence is back in New York City soon so that they can reconnect and actually date like normal people. You make a really good point because she's going to have to give Greg a reason, a good enough reason to stay with her and not go to Paradise. Because if she prevents him from going to Paradise because they're in a relationship and then it ends up not working out a couple weeks later, Greg is going to be, I don't know, kind of pissed, no? Yeah, I... He has the opportunity to, like, rule that He totally beach. does. I get such mixed messages from him on, like, where he wants to, or what he wants to do in this life. Because on one hand, he's, like, moving to L.A. with Andrew and posting more TikToks and, like, sharing more about their little bromance life, which they know everybody loves, which gets engagement and people are excited. And then on the other hand... I could see him being totally done with this and not caring about Paradise and just wanting to get back to normal life considering how the end of the show was pretty bad for him. Wait, you want to know a huge what? buzzkill? Him going to LA was for an ad and it was a one-month thing and I it's did hear already that. done. Was, I think that was on the same podcast, the Nick Viles podcast. They said they only went for a month and what people were assuming was it's probably because Andrew has to go because Andrew's going to be in the Bachelor Live tour thing. And I think he just had to go to L.A. for, like, rehearsals for a month. Yeah, and, well, I actually didn't hear that on Nick's podcast, but Greg posted it on Instagram because it is an ad. And he said, signing a one-month lease has been a no-brainer. Shout-out to Random Company for helping us figure it out and letting us give L.A. a trial run. Like, must be nice. to just pick up. To just have a trial run in L.A. and and not have to worry about, like, life. I mean, that influencer life, it's... That influencer life. That's why everyone's doing these crazy things to get on this silly little show. So I, I think Clem mm-hmm. Bentz is doing a good job at showing Greg that she is the real deal. She follows his bestie, Andrew, on okay. Instagram. And that is like a sure sign that, you know, she means business. She's befriending yes, the friends. that is a good sign. 
So I guess we'll see. If you want to be Greg's lover, you got to get with yeah, Greg's totally friends. Do. And that is exactly what Clayman's is doing. And I, we were butchering her Clemence. name. I'm sorry, Clayman's. Don't come Clemence. for me, girl. I'm just so jealous. <laughs> I know. I'm happy Greg's <laughs> back in New York, even though now he's taken. But we'll see. Uh, I was going to say, I'm happy Greg's like, yeah, happy, period. <laughs> like maybe he'll smile and not be SBG. Yeah. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. So Greg may not be going to paradise, but Andrew wants to. However, he may have a bachelor love prior to even hitting that beach because Andrew's cousin, Clay Harbor, who was on Becca season, we had him on earlier a couple mm-hmm. of pods ago. Clay Harbor tweeted on Monday night when Teddy was sent home on Clayton season. He said, hey, Teddy, date my cousin. So he is kind of playing a little matchmaker here. And I did a little creeping and Andrew follows Teddy on Instagram. So he's definitely... There is interest he on this side. He said in that same podcast where they were on with Nick, he did say he would be interested in meeting Teddy on the beach. He listed like two other people, but I don't remember. He said, oh, he said Brie too, but she's in a relationship. And then he said someone else. But if his cousin is calling out Teddy specifically, it must mean yeah, that Yeah, I like, think he's really into He thinks Teddy. she's super yeah. cute. Right. So I, I ship it. I ship it. And I think that they will probably talk prior and then they will be set up to be a success story on the beach. I hate to keep being like, but on that one podcast, they did say, because I just like... Yeah, how much for this podcast are we going to... So I just, and they, that was the recent interview that they did. So if we're talking about them, um, Andrew is kind of funny because he is taking the like pre-paradise thing very seriously. He was like, I don't want to mess it up. I'm not going to slide into anyone's DMs. Like, I'm not going to talk to anyone. This came up because Nick had brought up that, you know, that we talked about it in the last episode, the Revolve event that everyone and their mom was invited to. Andrew and Greg were there. Mm -hmm. And Nick made some comment that like, they didn't really try to talk to any girls or really like flirt with anyone or talk. And Andrew's like, nope, can't, can't touch that. Like, I don't want to be like in the background of a picture of something. And then people are going to think we're dating and then paradise is going to be messed up. Andrew is very excited about the opportunity, but calculated in how he's approaching it. So I don't think he would talk to Teddy before. I don't. Okay. Good to know. Good creeping. Thank you Mm -hmm. for that. I am not, I'm not down with how calculated he is though. I mean, it must, it's what a paranoid life to live yeah. that you have to worry about being in the background of a photo because people like us, we literally go said look. Last episode, we're like, up oh, Kelly Flanagan and Blake, they were talking at, at a party. Oh, m- must be dating. Like, obviously, right. who knows? Well, no, we didn't say they were dating. We said they were talking. We're just, we just report facts. I, I don't know though, because like, I get where Andrew's coming from in that in the past few seasons, it has been so harsh when it's been revealed that someone's been talking to someone prior like who wants to sign up for that cyberbullying? no and i think greg already has gotten yeah not even just a taste but a heaping spoonful of what right. that's like to have america turn on you that neither of them want that so so i get why it's stressful like andrew did yeah. have a good edit on katie season he's beloved going into paradise he's gonna have options so i think he just needs to like tread these six months very carefully Yeah. Remember what Chris Bukowski said when we interviewed him on a previous episode? Like, Chris Bukowski had a very good edit on Emily's season, and then every other time he went on the show, it got, like, worse and worse and worse. So if you were a villain on the show, you have a shot at getting a redemption edit. But if you were a good boy on the show, the only way to, like, what is the phrase? Like, the only way to go is down? Yeah. I get what you mean. I don't don't remember the exact words. What is that phrase? Um, There's... (laughs) It's all downhill. I don't know. The only way to go is down. 
Not for Greg, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, LOL. I think they love <laughs> to, like, yeah, tear down someone who had a great good boy America sweetheart edit. And they did that with, with Brendan. I mean, you can argue whether it was deserved or not, but he was really beloved yeah. before, too. Yeah. Okay, so whether or not Andrew and Teddy actually speak prior to Paradise, we know that the attraction is there on Andrew's side. So we can probably assume that he will maybe pursue mm -hmm. someone like Teddy or Teddy herself. Yes. Cool. Moving on. So, so it's been so long since we've spoken about the saga that is Pilot Pete and Hannah. However, Peter went on Us Weekly's pod recently and basically talked about Hannah Brown's book and how he wasn't too pleased about what she had to say about him. A little refresher, Hannah said that she had sex with Peter in Barb's house in his childhood bed and the sex wasn't good. Do you ever um, talk to Hannah B after that book came out? You know what? I did not. I, I reached out to her. Um, I received no comments. And, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. I personally, I wouldn't have, have done something like that. I, I, uh, I just- You were I taking that to the grave? Privacy. Well, I just, you know, if, you, if two people have a private, you know, situation and, and talks and they say that we're going to keep it private, I just, I keep it private. Um, so was, I don't know. She, she now has done that to me on two occasions where she, she said she's not going to say anything and then she says something. So he's obviously calling out the four mm -hmm. times in a windmill here, but like that for that moment, Right. He didn't seem to have a problem Peter. with it at the time when him and his parents, parents were literally giving him a standing ovation. I don't know. I do see where he's coming from, though, if that was something that they did discuss and said that they weren't going to say anything. And then she went ahead and did. So that's kind of shitty. I, but I also see from Hannah's perspective, she's writing a book and sharing things about her experiences. So she's going to talk about her experiences. I kind of, I don't know yeah. which way I, I lean on this one. I know. <laughs> Like realistically, sure, Peter probably makes the better argument in the sense of Hannah probably knew she shouldn't include it in the book, but including it in the book makes for a juicier book and makes for an easier yeah. sell. So she she added in to the book what was going to sell and I books. Think maybe she should have just given him like a heads up. You know what I mean? Not a even asking up. for permission. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's Hannah's book. She can, she's writing from her perspective. She can put in whatever she wants to put in. But yeah, a little text just being like, hey. I know we said we were going to keep quiet about this, but I wanted to include it in my book for XYZ reason. Like, just just giving you a heads up. That would have been kind, I think. For sure. And it's not even just that she revealed that he slept with her, which is yeah. bad enough considering what happened to him that he, you know, he went down the pipeline of every girl from right. his past. But she also said the sex with him was yeah. bad. I find That's that just a little, like double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But going back to the original point that the windmill thing, like that solidified you as the lead. Tyler wasn't in the running. I mean, I think Tyler was. Tyler would have been in the running had he not started dating Gigi. I think. No, but Tyler did the whole drinks with Hannah, oh, so they weren't going to make true. him the Bachelor. So people were trying to push that narrative. So it was Peter, and then I guess like Mike Johnson. Yeah. But I feel like that windmill moment is really what sealed the deal, and that like America got on board. It was a very celebrated thing. So I'm, that's why I'm a little confused why he's throwing that in as well. But maybe he's just pissed off in general. So it doesn't seem like they're on good terms anymore because I know that they previously were. Which is were. a shame because I do think there was a point where they both like really cared for each other. So you hate to see it, yeah. but oh well. I wonder if Hannah maybe wouldn't have gone that into detail if she were single. I feel like she's in a committed relationship now and just maybe doesn't care. Like... 
this is my past. I don't give a shit. Right. Or does that no, not make that, sense? No, that does because I guess she's like she doesn't care really about you know maintaining whatever she had with yeah. Peter because she's so moved on from it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So who knows? All right, Katie, as in John Hershey's girl, mm-hmm. Katie, went on the Allie Colbert show, which is a podcast. And she revealed that when she left the show engaged to Blake, they actually didn't have each other's phone numbers, and she had to DM him on Instagram and ask her fiancé for his phone numbers. Blake and I didn't have our phone numbers when we left the show, because when you go home, like, that's when you get your phone. Wait, so you, you leave engaged, you're going back to Seattle at that point? At that point, yes. And he's going back to Canada? Yes. And you don't have his phone number? Correct. And you DM him. (laughs) Hi, fiance. Yeah. Can I get your number? Oh my god. That's the thing people don't understand is like, it is such a fresh relationship that you're just like, am I too needy? Why isn't he texting me? Does he have my phone number? Does he not? It's it's bizarre. Fresh relationship. Maybe you shouldn't be getting engaged. But I digress. <laughs> That's so crazy. I can't help but think what would happen in pre-social media days. Like, obviously, they would just exchange. Oh, yeah. I think the normal thing to do is just, like, you know, once you are together, you, maybe you just exchange on, like, a piece of paper, and then once you get your phone back, you can, like, put it in your phone. But what if yeah. someone forgot? And then what if they had no way to contact their fiancé? Maybe they, they like, would write each other letters, like, in the olden days, like, with um, a feather a dipped in ink. Salutations, Blake. What is Give thy phone number? Give it to a pigeon number? to fly to, <laughs> across, like, <laughs> yes. country lines. Yeah. Right, exactly. It makes me think that if you don't have each other's phone numbers, what other simple pieces of, of information may you not have? You probably don't know their birthday. You probably don't know their middle name. Yeah. You know, there may be little, what kind of car you drive, like little things that you don't think when you're dating someone are big things. However, you're engaged to someone and you don't know so many little things about them. I mean, that's why this process never works because it's stupid and insane. So, I mean, that it's kind of funny that that's how they had to get their fiance's phone numbers, but at least they got them. I think it is funny that she's, at least you got them. I think it's funny that she does point out like it's so fresh people don't understand it's like no no but we do yeah, understand we katie like we understand you didn't that's the understand. problem like we were all on the same right. page and her saying like you have to think like oh why isn't he texting me back and you're like am i being needy all these things you should be establishing prior to an totally. engagement like that is a good fantasy suite conversation about communication styles but you know they were just like going off pouring maple syrup on each other's bodies we have my one true love, Chris Souls, on the podcast later, and he actually says that when you're on the show, it's like having a vacation girlfriend. Like if you meet someone on a cruise or you meet yeah. someone on anywhere on a vacation, everything seems great because you don't have real life around you. But then when you leave the show, you're like, you get your phone yeah. back, you get your job back, your life back, the world back, and you're like, oh, fuck. I don't know your birthday. Yeah. So Totally. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we are going to be going on FOTSBH's podcast because Dawson Dimitri Brady's mother is already back to work. And I'm pretty shocked at that because, like, Dawson Dimitri Brady left the womb, like, 40 yeah. minutes ago. And she's already That's back to impressive. work. I don't really know how it how it works. Like, Well, she podcasts from home, so it's probably... Yeah, but isn't your body, like, ripped open? You need a moment to, like, heal? 
<laughs> hence why I am surprised she's already yeah. back. But, you know, that influencer life. Yeah, and I guess if she feels up to it and wants to get back to it, that's great. So the clip that you shared with me about just Ashley being back at work on the podcast is of them having Corinne on their episode, which was, I guess, five days ago. We had Corinne on a week or two ago, and she had mentioned to us how she would like like to be back on Paradise, but she doesn't know if they would want her on, whatever. And in this same post that you sent me, it's Corinne Olympio shares an update on her dating life. Who else would love to see her on Bachelor in Paradise? And so I just thought it was funny because I'm like, Corinne is manifesting a Paradise return. So it sounds like Almost Famous wants to be us because they have our guest a week know, after we have our guest. And then they're manifesting things, which is like what we're doing. Yeah. Just kidding. Thoughts, but love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just think it's interesting, like, Corinne's bopping around, having references made about Paradise on all the podcasts. All the podcasts meaning thoughts, buzz, and ours. Well, you know, I'm happy to share with friends. Yeah. Good friends. Good, over good at- friends. Friendsgiving, if you will. Yes. So I don't know. I think I think Corinne wants to go to Paradise real bad, and I would love to see her there. When she was on our podcast the other week, she said that there's some, like, unspoken beef with ABC. She wouldn't say specifically why or what, but she said they don't associate with her. So yeah, I don't know then if she's going to be able to make it happen, but I'll manifest it for you, girl. Let's let's put it out into the world. Manifesting works, people. See you on the beach. Okay, you guys know how much we love Hydro Jug, and if you haven't checked them out yet, it's time to change that. Making sure you're hydrated all day long is great for your skin, your metabolism, flushing out toxins, and your overall health. And Hydro Jug not only makes it easy, but really cute. I am currently using the stainless steel Hydro Jug in the color Sunset, and I love how pretty it is, and it keeps me hydrated all day long. My water stays cold all day long, and I don't have to refill it because it holds a half gallon of water, people. Yes, and fun fact, a half gallon of water is like the exact amount of water they recommend you drink to be well hydrated for the whole day so it's actually perfect you just know you have like one mission to do and it's like just finish this water bottle there are also glass jugs and the hydro jug pro collection with so many styles to choose from if you guys know me at all you know i love water bottles i have a water bottle for my nightstand i have one that i take to the gym with me i have one that i take with me like in my purse when i go out and then i have one that sits at my desk when i'm like editing and working from home all day and so my hydro jug just sits on my desk with me all day long when i'm putting in long hours I can just sit there and drink it and it's convenient. And then I was also thinking ahead to like the er- the summer months. I know we're early, but I can't wait to bring my hydro jug to the beach because instead of packing a cooler with a mm-hmm. bunch of plastic water bottles, I could just fill my hydro jug. And then I was thinking a little bit further, like no one's going to notice if I fill this thing with wine, right? Like that's kind of a game changer that you can't, you can't bring your bottle of wine on the beach, but like what are you going to do? Ask me what's in my hydro jug? Screw you. Exactly. And it will stay cold all day because nothing is worse than like lukewarm rosé. Yeah, that is not what I want on the beach. So yeah, no one will notice. That's an amazing tip and trick. And so we strongly recommend you check out Hydro Jug. You can go to www.thehydrojug.com and use discount code BATCH10 to get 10% off your order today. Hydro Jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. And so you can use BATCH10 at www.thehydrojug.com to get 10% off and start hydrating today. Are you going to um sing the theme song? Because I really liked it from last week. <laughs> sure, it's I can. Corner. Sure. Or we can just put your old... <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> this is my big break. All right. It's Clayton's Corner. Oh, I love it. 
Guys, Stephanie asked me specifically to sing the theme song again. So Yeah, we could yeah, also just start um, taking that one recording and placing it each <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Although I do like the live version. The live version. It's just more spontaneous. You never know what inflection you're going to get. Right. I like it. Okay. So we're kicking off Clayton's Corner talking about the highlights from Monday night's episode, which was actually a pretty good episode, and it behooves me to talk about it. I literally Googled, how do you use behoove in a sentence? I can't. I don't know how. Um, I think, isn't it kind of like like wanting to do something badly? Like, oh, if, if it behooves you, you can do blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, no, well. No, it said, it said something about necessary, but I guess whatever. I'm just going to use it in any way I feel it fits. So it behooves me to talk about this episode today. Yeah, I think and that's right. I low-key loved that... Mara kept using the word behooved, and then Sarah <laughs> was using bitch-ass move. Like, those are two totally different phrases on ends of the spectrum of, like... Vocabulary levels. Yeah, vocabulary and maybe maturity as well. But what did you think of the Sarah versus Mara? So, the thing with Sarah, I feel like this might be a hot take. Was she, like, mean and unkind? Yes. But I don't get why that leads them, leads the general conclusion to be that she's being fake in her relationship with Clayton. Like, both of those things can be true, right? Like, she can have a good relationship with him and and feel like they have a good connection. And Clayton, I think, felt the same way up until this point. And she can also be being mean to the girls and, like, over-embellishing about her dates, like, make them insecure. So that's where I was kind of, like... It does Yeah, it doesn't have to be that she's manipulative. Right, the fact that Clayton was so adamant of, like, no, you must go home now, like, I don't believe you, all this stuff. I feel like we could be living in a world where both of those things could be true. So that's why I think she didn't really get a fair shake. Well, when the Sarah versus Mara argument was happening which is like the beginning of the episode I was shocked at how like direct Mara was being and basically saying like all the girls feel this way blah 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 and at that point in the episode I felt like Mara was making that up because we didn't really see Mm -hmm. that however Clayton then sends Mara home like 10 minutes after that and then all of a sudden Sarah is the villain and the girls are saying it like Rachel and Gabby they're all talking about it but when Mara was saying it all we saw was her saying it so you didn't know if she was like kind of making something into something it wasn't totally but then this is we've been switching from villain to villain ever since Shanae left like so quickly Mm -hmm. that I can't really keep up I know. But that's why I feel like there's a lot we're not seeing. Like, because Gabby said at one point, someone like that can't keep track of their lies. Like, what are... Lies, yeah. The lies, exactly. That Oh, that Clayton cried. Clayton took that one very personally when they're like, yeah, Sarah said that you guys cried together. And he's like, she said I cried? That is false. It's like... Okay. Right. I thought that him being upset about the crying accusation is similar to him being upset about Shanae throwing the trophy. Yes. Like, that's where he draws the line. Like, you cannot say I cry and you cannot throw a trophy. Right. But all the atrocious behavior before... Right. Who knows? Fair game. Who's to say? Fair game. Yeah. Highlight for me was this therapy group date, which... 
I thought it was kind of funny that, well, first of all, Genevieve and Clayton give me brother-sister vibes. Like, mm-hmm. I see absolutely no chemistry between them whatsoever. Yeah. But I did think it was funny that she was being questioned as to why she couldn't open up in front of a therapist when, like, she's gotten essentially 15 minutes with this guy for the entire season. Like, what do you expect? She could barely open up in front of you. Now she has to open up in front of a therapist and, like, probably 15 camera people behind them. Also, something that I saw on the internet that I think is very important to note, this therapist is clearly not a therapist. They are an actor because it's literally illegal for a therapist, if they were an (laughs) actual doctor, to publicly broadcast and share information that's discussed in a therapy session. That's like a doctor confidentiality thing. But obviously they they all sign off on it, though. Like, if every... If everyone's okay with it, obviously this person couldn't release the tapes on her own, but like Genevieve knew it was being filmed. I guess that's a thing because, you know, like sometimes you go to the doctor and they'll be like, sign off so that this one doctor can say something to another doctor. I don't know. I feel like I've had that happen before. So I guess maybe they could just sign off like, yeah, this therapy session can be broadcast. But I also still don't think she was a real therapist. Like, that was an actress. No, and this therapy session wasn't real. Like, besides the person being an actress or whatever she was, everything that they said in these therapy sessions was totally surface-level BS. And even Sarah crying, she was crying about how she felt a target on her back. The, The tears had nothing to do with her relationship with Clayton. I feel like no one was really talking about their connection with Clayton. Yes, I would agree with that statement. What did you think, though, of the therapist saying that someone is being performative? I mean, obviously, I think that was something that was fed to her to say, to stir things up. I guess my question is... Who? What was the intent... Well, no, I guess we know who, right? Like, it was Sarah. But what was the intention in doing that? Because if the producers are seeing this and they're seeing kind of like, okay, Clayton has a strong connection with Sarah, but if we say that someone's performative, all the girls will say it's Sarah, and then, like, were they just trying to get Sarah sent home? Or, that's what I don't get. No, I mean, I think they were doing exactly what you said, just trying to stir up drama, get people talking. Stir up something. I, when I said who, I meant it could have been Sarah, or it could have been Genevieve. So, a She's All Batch Mm. listener, Jordan, sent in a tip to our She's All Batch email, by the way. And Jordan has a whole theory about how Game of Roses may have coached Genevieve. And now, after hearing her whole theory about it, I then watched Monday night's episode with that, like, oh, is she being coached? Mm -hmm. And just like, she couldn't open up and she has these walls. And I don't know, I just, it felt a little performative, maybe not in the dramatic way like Sarah but it felt performative in a way that like I don't know if Genevieve was truly being authentic I think if she was being coached though yes building up walls is part of it but then part of it is then eventually taking the walls down so that maybe she just was too late she's like I thought I was still building I didn't know I was supposed to take them down yet and and she didn't know this would be like her time going home she she had a whole big thing planned for three episodes the takedown, down yeah three episodes you know it's like over in like no i know two. okay so, well okay but maybe she was planning to make it to the final two and then she finally let down her walls you just right, i fine. don't know i don't know her strategy i don't agree with it i don't think it was a good strategy i think teddy is being coached by game of roses and this episode once again made me feel that way more because i think the perfect time to go home if you're in it for like the the maximum amount of clout and following is right before hometowns. I think that's perfect because she's definitely going to go to paradise 
but you never had to get your family involved and you never actually developed like real not that the feelings that she probably had for Clayton were real but like the the connections that end up in like the top three are like real connections where things get messy down the line if you want to pursue other relationships but I feel like right before hometowns is the perfect time to eliminate but the reason why I don't I'm not a hundred percent on board with that she's for sure a plant is because she had no control over her being sent home like that was Clayton's decision so you can't like what if she did get to hometowns yeah <laughs> I guess you're right I don't I mean, know this I'm is like, all maybe up to she him said, well maybe she said something we didn't see about I don't know. No, you're right. Well, there is an element of like, I guess, yeah, risk involved in all of this. You can try to plan it as best you can, but yeah, at the end of the day, you'll get sent home whenever. For the first time, though, Clayton had some balls and people were very, very receptive to it when he kind of told Sarah, like, I think you're fake crying. Yeah. And he was very pissed, as we said, about being accused of crying as well. And people were very much on board with it. I thought it was a really cool moment too, because I feel like he was being real mm-hmm. for the first time. Yes. And I support Sarah going home. I feel like she had run her course at that point too. I, I just, I find her and, and I found her relationship and the way she was kind of acting about it, just like immature, like not, not to pull, pull a Mara, but like she does <laughs> seem like someone who is not ready for a serious relationship and just like the way she interacted with the other women it's just like it was very catty to me yeah so what I thought was funny though we went through Shanae obviously then we had Mara then we had Mm -hmm. Sarah but now all those are gone so in the trailer for the coming episodes like there's no new villain, so now the villain is Clayton. And now it's like the the story kind of changes, and now the person that people are going to be upset with is Clayton for being intimate with people and being in love with three women at once. And right. in the trailer, he says to his parents, nobody wants to be here anymore, or some, something along those lines. But for all we know, his actual sentence could be like, I don't want it to get to the point where no one wants to be here anymore, and they just cut the second half. So we yeah. don't really know. But Clayton's dad tells him that he screwed the pooch, which I thought I need to like start using that phrase in my everyday life because I very much enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. I feel even more confirmation, like I had said earlier, that I think Clayton is a single man at the moment. I think he really fucks it up with all of his final girls. So we'll see. Yeah, and more in the trailer, though, um, we see a girl yelling out the window, I love you, and he turns around, and he's like, I love you, too! And he's, like, so excited. Mm -hmm. I have a theory. I think that is Susie. Based on the voice, two things. I think the final three are Susie, Gabby, and Rachel. Mm -hmm. Rachel, we see, loses her voice at Hometowns. She has, like, a voiceover, and her voice is so raspy, she's losing her voice. Gabby has a distinct voice. Mm -hmm. It is kind of raspy on its own. So I'm like, well, it has to be Susie then. So he tells Susie he loves her. It's my opinion. I'm allowed to have my own opinion. I don't know if it's right or wrong. Right. I also think Rachel low-key accidentally confirmed that she's in the final three. So I was on a website. I think it's like Bachelor Nation's official website. But it was facts about Rachel. Mm -hmm. And it said something that I still have from my time on The Bachelor And she said, a date card and a hotel room key. And I feel like a hotel room key you only really get for fantasy suites or further. 
Like you're not getting the hotel room key, even though you're staying at a hotel, like a producer has it or a handler. But I was for gonna fantasies, say, you think they lock them into the hotel rooms when they go to the But other they don't places? leave. They don't leave though. Like if they're not in the final three, they're not going anywhere. They're literally in the hotel room unless producers bring them out and go somewhere. So there's no need for, no, this theory is 100% rock solid. This is a room key from either fantasy suite dates or when she's literally the only person in her hotel room at the end. Yeah, I guess you're right. I do find it very cruel if they're literally not given hotel room keys and are not allowed to even leave for a little walk like do they, do they literally just that. sit in those yeah. rooms no we know that firsthand like they have to get permission for everything we know that before paradise they're like locked in the hotel rooms i would think when they're in a random place just like sitting around all day while someone else is on a one-on-one they can't go for a walk no no 110 percent. i know this firsthand just from like listening to other interviews and stuff. Like, even if you wanted to go down to the gym in the hotel, you need to go down with a handler. Like, you can't just go. Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess they'd be... There's too many risks involved. First, they could be seen, and and someone could take a picture, and then they would spoil part of the show. Or they could, like, get connected with someone's phone or yeah, no, they can't to the internet. Yeah, no, no. I guess it's too risky. Yeah. I remember Courtney Robertson said in her book she went down to the hotel gym with permission, Mm -hmm. but she's like even going on the treadmill and looking at the TV. She's like, I got to see television. And it was so exciting that she's like, I got to see, like, I literally have not seen a television turned on in Like see real news or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a mind fuck. So I think that, I mean, I kind of thought that Rachel was final three anyway, so it's not too crazy. I think she's final one, but now, Mm -hmm. given the fact that Mike Fleiss said that the season's still ongoing. I'm not too confident that if Rachel is the final girl, she's still with him. I'm not right. I'm not sure. Well, so something interesting about Rachel in general that I noticed in the final ro- and take this as a grain of salt because I don't know if I agree with my friend in the final rose ceremony. So in the actual rose ceremony, and I mean final rose ceremony of this week's episode, not final final rose ceremony. The last one they showed before the end of the episode. Rachel has very curly hair. It's like curled with a curling iron. And then in all of her um, ITMs, her hair is slick straight. Same dress, totally different hair. And I and I pointed that out to my friend who I was watching with. I'm like, oh, no, see, like, what's up with that? And then my friend was like, oh, that probably means she wins. And she they had to then go in and fill in gaps for things, which we know they do, but I don't know if that necessarily means she wins. But I just thought it was an interesting thing to look look for. So that happens, though, in other seasons. So, like, they will have you put your dress back on the next day to do ITM. So it could just be that. Like, I mean, I think she wins anyway. I don't know if that's a telling mark that she wins. Because, like, if you look at any season, like, they literally will say, okay, we're doing ITMs for date three. Put on what you wore. And, like, so many times people have said, like, I don't remember what I wore for date three. And they have to literally show them a photo. They have to go put on their dirty clothes. Yeah, well, Clay said that, right? He's like, look at the facial hair because sometimes it doesn't yeah. match up. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, they try to, but they have you put the outfit on. And Liz said they went to her house in Vegas after filming had wrapped to film ITMs. No, I know they do that. I don't know. Just thought it was an interesting thing to know. I remember Britt when she and Caitlin were the Bachelorette. Britt had a certain hairdo and makeup when she was like that night. But then in all of her ITMs, she's wearing the dress, but her makeup looks so different. Her hair's not professionally styled because it definitely was like 
not that night. But yeah, no, it's something that happens. That's, it's a good catch. I want to go back though and see what she was, I don't remember exactly what she was saying in the ITM and I want to go and see what the context is of like that sentence if it somehow leads the audience or makes people feel a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. clearly they, they are doing things like that to get sound bites to lead the, the narration in a direction. So I'm just curious what that actual sentence was. I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. Predictions though here, do we think he even gets engaged? No. I think sim- it's like a similar to a Colton situation where like before they even get to like a, a formal final two and like the engagement segment, like mm-hmm. shit has already hit the fan. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that whole confession of him being intimate with two of them and being loved with all three of them, if that's what he says, I think that throws stuff off the rails and then people either want to leave or I don't know. Yeah. And I, I wonder why he even felt like that was necessary. I know, to do. I'm so curious. And he said in interviews, like, when you see the whole thing, it will make sense. So I'm just waiting to see how that makes sense. Because I'm like, in what world is that a smart thing to do? You know, in like a rose ceremony public yeah. format. I Maybe if you want to admit those things to other people, people because you know just trying to be honest in the relationship of kind of what's going on do that like privately one-on-one and be like hey I just want to let you know this is something that happened blah 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 yeah or to just announce tell it your... so publicly is just so stupid one it's implied like people assume that you you sleep with more than one yeah. person and it's kind of just like a we don't know it's never confirmed and mm-hmm. that's that but you can also just tell your final girl like hey I want to let I want to come clean about Right. You know, everything that happened on the show. And, like, you do that behind closed doors. So I am I am curious as to why Clayton had to do it in a rose ceremony format. <laughs> right. You didn't even just tell her on a date or, like, tell her to her face. You have to, like, stand. Right. It's like a grand public announcement. Right. I don't know why. I don't know. He's like, I fucked you and I fucked you. Yeah, like, like why would you say that in front so of both weird. of them? So yeah, so we'll weird. see. Well, Clayton loves to fuck, so we yeah. do know that. We know. Well... I guess we're going to have to find out in the next time we're in this corner. Yeah. Shall we leave the corner? Yeah, I guess we'll get out of it now. <laughs> I'll come it's back getting, next week. It's a little cramped in here anyway. We all know that ever since 2020, things have been very difficult for everybody. We've all been struggling with our own personal struggles since the pandemic hit. And a lot of people may be more interested in therapy than they have before. I know I am. And something that's kind of prevented me from going after therapy is how difficult it is to one, find a therapist in general, but then two, find a therapist that actually clicks with you and can help you sort through the issues you have. That's why when I found BetterHelp, I was really excited because they kind of take the legwork out of finding a really great therapist. Yeah, and it's also so much more affordable than traditional therapy because, you know, not all therapies are covered by your health insurance or, you know, affordable for out-of-pocket expenses. So BetterHelp is significantly cheaper than those options as well. They offer video, phone, and live chat sessions. So you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to, and you can kind of schedule around your personal schedule, which is really convenient. I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I've been to so many therapists in my life and I started seeing my current therapist during the pandemic. So obviously I couldn't go meet her in person. So we just kind of started over the phone. And now even though going in person is an option, we still just do it over the phone. And I actually find it to be more helpful because when you have that separation, I think you're more inclined to open up more when you're not in someone's 
presence. So I think that's a really great way to start therapy, especially if you're new to it. And they have all types of therapy for, you know, whatever you might be struggling with. There's individual but also couples therapy family therapy so that's also really great something I think too is like I just think anyone can benefit from it a lot of people wait to go to therapy until things get really really bad but the fact of the matter is like everyone has issues that they could be working on and working through so I think if you have an affordable way to go access some tools there's truly no harm in just trying there's no harm and we strongly recommend that you check out BetterHelp. if you want to get 10 percent off your first month of services you can go to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch and get 10 percent off and that's like money in your pocket and you're bettering yourself and we fully support this journey so go to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch and enjoy 10 percent off We are gonna kick off Bachelor Encounters, and if you're new here, that's when you guys submit stories about Bachelor stars in the wild, and we read about them on air. Please take these with a grain of salt. They are individual experiences with these people, and let's get to it. So the first one we have is about Clay Harbor. I am in a separate Bachelor Facebook group, and I basically just asked the group like if anyone had any experiences, and Mm -hmm. one girl writes and says, I don't have any hookup tea, but I jokingly told Clay he was a pussy at Benchmark this past fall, and he took it like a champ. He was so nice and friendly versus grocery store Joe, who didn't want to interact with anyone. So naturally, I had to write this girl and ask for more yes. details. Yes, yes, yes. So I asked for, I'm like, I need, I need way more than this. Yeah. So she writes and goes, I was pretty drunk and ended up chickening out just going right up to him and saying, you're a pussy. So when I went up to him, I was like, hi, just wanted to say I'm dying to go to your fitness in the park and trying to get my friends to go to the next one you do in Lincoln Park. And he lit up and was like, of course you should come. It's a blast. Thank you for the support, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, for sure, but okay, the real reason I came up to you was that my friends dared me to tell you that you're a pussy. And then we both burst out laughing and he's like, yeah, I am, ha ha. Then I passed him like two times after and every time we were pointing to each other like, pussy, ha ha ha, it was hilarious. And then I asked him to get a selfie and he said, of course. And I didn't like my angle because I'm 5'10 and I made him take the selfie. Then, not even done, she made a comment about grocery store Joe in the first one, apparently he was there. So I go, well, wait, what happened with um, Joe? She said, Joe was sitting at a table alone on his phone looking miserable. We thought he and Serena had broken up because this was right around when Paradise was airing. And we were all like, they definitely broke up because he was looking so miserable and not wanting to like interact with anyone. But that clearly wasn't the case because they didn't break up. Yeah. So. So many thoughts. Well, well. so first off, you say she's seeing all these people at Benchmark. I'm assuming that's like a bar in Chicago randomly. Do we know? No. Or... No clue. Okay, great. Well, that's what I was interpreting it as. Maybe if, if someone else feels differently, let us know. Um, it's also funny to me that like people really just love to run wild with like <laughs> when they see someone. Joe is literally just like sitting there silently on his phone, just not interacting. And everyone's like... <gasps> Him and Serena must have broken up. Sometimes you're just like in an antisocial mood or like sitting there waiting for someone or like there could be a gazillion reasons why Joe's just like sitting there. Jackie, that cannot be that <laughs> cannot be your first comment about this story. You cannot hear that entire story in its duration <laughs> and your only comment be about Joe sitting on his phone. We have no comment about someone just wanting to walk up to Clay and say, pussy. That was my second thought. I'm getting to it. But like... This gives me Greg at a concert what blanket energy vibes because that girl just went up to Greg and said, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I'm surprised that Clay's response to that was literally just, yeah, I am. 
like why? Why is it? <laughs> what did my you do? Question. That's my question too, because I kind of assumed when I asked this girl, who was so sweet, by the way, but I kind of assumed mm-hmm. when I asked her for more details, she would explain why she wanted to go up to him and call him a pussy. But instead, right, right. she just explained the whole story about how she chickened out originally and then ended up calling him a pussy anyway. And I'm like, okay, but let's let's journey back. Why is he a pussy? <laughs> let's journey back. And literally why, yeah. But, I mean, he took it lightly and lightheartedly. Yeah, which is nice. Um, if someone came up to me and said that to me, I don't know how I would respond. <laughs> yeah. A random stranger, which is, I just want to tell you that you are a, a pussy. pussy. Okay. And I totally, when she's like, we, anytime we would pass each other for the remainder of the night, we'd point at each other and say, pussy. Like, I've totally had that with people in bars before. Not pussy. Sure, but, like, yeah. if you make, like, a joke. I was on a cruise once, and I had this inside joke with some girl on the cruise we would like mm-hmm. pass each other and say like, ew, bitch. I don't know why. I was like 20. So this is when it's like cool <laughs> to do things like that. And yeah. there was a girl that looked just like her. And I went up to her at the club on the cruise and I was like, oh, bitch. No. And she like looked at me. She's like, what? And like, I was so upset. And I'm like, wait, oh, you're not that other girl. So then that new girl and I had a, that was like our new joke. So like when I would like pass her in like the freaking dining area on deck, we'd be like, bitch. So I totally get this pussy story. I just don't know why Clay is a pussy. Right. And why he's okay with it. He's, like, very much accepting of the fact that he's a pussy. Yeah, and, and maybe, like, the way she was saying it was very obviously, like, lighthearted and jokey. So he was like, okay, this isn't someone actually coming up to me and calling me a pussy. Maybe maybe she just, like, didn't know what else to say to him. Because I've seen Bachelor people in the wild and felt starstruck before and not know what to say. The only thing that comes out of your mouth is pussy? Well, no. I saw Wills out and about at, like, a bar in L.A. from Becca's season, but I made my brother go up to him and say, excuse me, are you on The Bachelor? Because I was too nervous. And did he say yes? Yeah, and we actually exchanged numbers, and then he came on my old podcast. So it was a happy story. Oh, my God, what a great Bachelor end. encounter. I know. Saving that one for an, a rainy day. Okay. But, but so, yeah, moral of the story, there are other things you can say to someone besides you're a pussy if you just want to, like, start the conversation and acknowledge, like, hey, I remember you from the show. <laughs> you know, it's you funny. Know? Between this, you're a pussy, last week, was it last week that it was t- Tyler Cameron screaming ass and then yes. a big fat fuck you for <laughs> Greg? People have, like, really interesting things that they say to get people's attention. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm very much here for it. I'm just, I'm just never that bold. So I guess I admire the confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So someone else writes in, I was at a friend's dinner party last week and one of her mutual friends mentioned that she lives next to some dude who was on The Bachelorette. I'm an avid Game of Roses listener, so I know pretty much all the Bachelor people who live in San Diego. And hopefully you're also an avid She's All Batch listener. But I digress. Yes. I asked her what he looks like to kind of figure out who this guy is. And she responded with, quote, the most mediocre jacked white guy ever. And I immediately said, James Bonsale? She was right. Oh, my God. It was him. She pulled up his Instagram. And sure enough, she was right. She said she can hear him recording videos and IG stories from her kitchen and that she's denied requests to help him film in his front yard. He also bought a Hummer recently. <laughs> the <Okay>. random. <laughs> oh my god. Guys, if you know about if you know about <laughs> I love it though. Honestly, like I'm like, do not tell people who submit factual encounters to stop adding in the (laughs) random facts because it it's important. You know what? You know what? Maybe it's important to the story down the line. For people that are maybe new, 
Go back and yeah. listen to some other Bachelor Encounter segments on this show. <laughs> For some reason, they always add in a random detail about, and his favorite color People is blue. People just love to share the facts. Yeah. yeah. No, I like all it. The you facts know what? That they have. Put all the facts on the table because we may end up needing one of those facts. So we appreciate it. Right, right, right. right. Okay, so, so James true. recently bought a Hummer. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Good good for him. She said, needless to say, I will be trying to hang out at her place more often. Love this. Love this story. And my first thought when reading this was, it's like um, a modern day Clue game. When they're like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, what it, what's Clue? Clue is like when it's like Miss Scarlet with the no, rope in that, the kitchen. No, 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 sorry. <laughs> That's, no, that is Clue. You're right, sorry. You're thinking of Guess I'm Who. I'm thinking of Guess Who. Yes, I misspoke. Guess yeah. Who. Like, <laughs> does your Bachelorette contestant have like jacked muscles? Yeah, but the thing is like average looking jacked muscle white guy is like 97% of bachelor contestants. I think this person How, do, how did she narrow it, it down? down because of San Diego? Maybe like the location. Oh, 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 oh. And she's an avid GOR listener and hopefully SAB listener. So, yes. Maybe she didn't have that much to choose from. I kind of wish we didn't know the answer because I would love to try to figure this out. Yeah, seriously. But also, too, San Diego's kind of becoming a little bachelor hub. And we have Katie and John Hershey living it up over there. Does James not live with Aaron? Because I am 99% positive he does. I think they were they were roommates, yeah, at some point. Why can't Aaron film the videos on the front lawn? I think this a lot. when in- <laughs> Right. That's actually very interesting. When yes, influencers have, like, intricate videos that, like, can't just be filmed with a phone stand. I always wonder, do you just have friends that have no lives that are just going to be filming? But clearly you have to utilize your resources and hit up your neighbors. And it's very upsetting that this person (laughs) couldn't help poor James out. Yeah. If someone knocked on my door and said, Hey, can you help me film this TikTok? I would be into it. I I would help. I would. But I guess everyone's different. They don't have the the need to create. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, does James really, is he that big of an influencer that she can hear him like all day long making videos? I don't know. I don't think I follow him. I'm looking. Oh, wow. He has 151,000 followers. I mean, it's so crazy because the girls on Clayton season are getting nothing like that. Just because I think, I don't know, like the culture's changing of this show and like the need to follow on Instagram that like, I think these girls are signing up thinking that they're going to get a career out of it. And I don't think with 5,000 followers, you can. So it's kind of crazy that right. James wasn't that long ago and he has this money. Yeah, but he's, I guess, maybe providing something a little... Di- like, all these girls, I feel like they're coming on with, like, trying to do the same strategy. And, like, there's only so many people I can personally follow from The Bachelor that are going to, like, show me their Revolve clothes. Like, I, that's why, like, I can't keep doing that. But James is, like, kind of different. He had the whole Aaron little bromance. So I'm on James's page and he is, in fact, an influencer because here he is holding up a bacon-wrapped stuffed chicken with 34 grams of protein. So, I mean, someone's got to show that stuff. Okay, so he's, like, leaning into, like, the fitnessy, healthy eating vibe? I don't know. I think he's probably leaning into any brand that wants to pay him vibe. And no hate, I hear you. Yeah. But I'm not seeing Aaron. Oh, I am. You're not seeing their romantic photo shoot in Palm Springs? Scroll down a little bit more. There's lots of muscly, shirtless photos of him and Aaron. Um, he has not had a photo with Aaron since January 27th. Is there something wrong, guys? Like, should we be concerned? <gasps> Trouble in paradise. So yeah, back to the encounter, though. Um, any other <laughs> takeaways here? No, just that, like, are we finding a hidden meaning in there might be 
trouble in James and Aaron's friendship. No, I think that is a giant leap. And I think that we should... I know, should... but watch this. I'm just saying watch this space. Watch this space. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, let's keep an eye on it as we do here. Um, <laughs> and I also think we should have an episode where we play Bachelor Guess Who. Yeah, that's so fun. I feel like... We should literally buy the game Guess Who and replace the little cards with... Bachelor people have definitely done this. I've definitely seen this on the interweb somewhere, but I'm going to make our own version and we will we will make a podcast about it. Okay. And yes, to this submitter, please go hang out at your friend's place more often and report back and let us know if you see Aaron and if things are okay with them. I'm concerned. Yes. Seriously. Okay. Next one is about our girl, Taisha. A couple of weeks ago, we had some not-so-positive submissions about Taisha. That episode is Stage Paradise Scenes and Paparazzi Problems, if you want to go check it out. But this week, we actually had um, a nice one about Taisha, and she was with Zach. And Zach wasn't necessarily nice. So, the submitter... Wait, okay, but this was before they announced the breakup, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or are you well, telling me something you'll, you'll, new? Stay okay. tuned. Okay, 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 sorry. I need to be patient. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just too excited. She says, hi, love the podcast. I met Taisha and Zach on the ferry to the New York City Marathon. So right before they broke up. Mm-hmm. Taisha was so warm and sweet, and Zach was kind of rude. After chatting with Taisha for a few minutes and wishing her luck, I asked for a picture. Zach chimed in and was like, okay, no, we're not doing that. And I said, okay, sure, have a great race. And I guess she didn't get her picture. They seemed so together, and I was really shocked at the breakup a few weeks later. Wow. I feel like the more little tidbits we hear about them as a couple, I am starting to think that their breakup was more related to, like, Zach not wanting a very, like, public life. And then he shouldn't have gone on The Bachelorette then, because what do you expect? I know. I'm not saying it's right, but it just seems like they have had very different, like, post-show expectations. I think Zach thought, like, you know, Tasha was going to move to New York, and they would, you know, have their little life here and just become normal again. Whereas like obviously Tasha is, you know, pursuing a big career right now, which is a valid reason to break up. Like you, they clearly want different things. So, but you, don't you feel that way? Even that episode a few weeks ago that you just mentioned about the whole, when Adam was talking about how Zach reacted to the whole like paparazzi thing, it, he's just like very not about entertaining it at all. Yeah, I wonder if the encounters with Tasha that were not so nice had anything to do with Zach. Like, if you know that your fiancé right. isn't into it, you may be, like, kind of like, all right, no. True, true. Yeah. I also point. don't... It doesn't seem like this person asked Zach for a picture. She asked Tasha. So couldn't she have just, like, snapped a quick selfie and, like, moved on? Well, that's why I think he's maybe taking it a bit too far that he's, like, even getting annoyed that Tasha like, stops to take a moment to take a picture with mm-hmm. someone. I'm torn on this because I also feel for people like this sometimes. If they're like, look, I just want to fucking run a marathon. Leave me alone. I'm on a ferry with my fiance or I'm out to dinner or I'm walking down the street. And like, I may not want to be bothered because for all you know, I was bothered like 20 times right before this. You have no clue. This person seemed to be really nice though and said like, you know, I, I wish them a good race and that was that. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with even Zach's perspective of, you know, wanting to be more private and not wanting to engage. People don't owe you a picture if you see them out in public. But I think just the fact that him and Tasha are clearly like not aligned on that. You know what I mean? I think it has to, you guys like as a couple need to choose one or the other kind of how you're going to interact with people in public. And it seems like they're opposite on that. Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong though with Zach not wanting to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. So last week we kind of dug deep into... Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents' coffee shop. And now we have a new encounter of someone that went. Ooh. So she writes, hey guys, I'm a religious Thursday morning listener. Thank you. Yay. 
Yay, we love to hear it. And she lives in Rhode Island, about 20 minutes from Ashley and Jared's coffee shop. I went to Audrey's, which was the name of the coffee shop, and got some extra mm-hmm. pictures details. Sadly, Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven's father wasn't there when I went, but the girl working there was super nice and said Jared is the best boss, very hands-on, and will work 10 to 12-hour days. She also said Audrey's oh, wow. is going to be flying in bachelor guests this spring and summer and hinted that some might be Fotspa and Kaylin and Dean. There's also a giant picture of Fotspa. New listeners, that's friend of the show, Ben Higgins. There's a giant picture of him right when you walk in, which is a little weird. And, of course, a giant blow-up of Jared and Ashley's dog on the wall. There's articles about Titanic and Batman on the walls. And there's music playing with a mix of T-Swift and Harry Styles. Exactly what you'd expect with Ashley and Jared. The more I hear about this place, the more I love it. I need to go. I feel like because initially we were kind of like, oh, weird, why are they opening a coffee shop? But it seems like they really have just been like... We're just going to make a place about all of the things that make us us and the things that we love and we don't care. But because they're so authentic with it, it it works. And like, I definitely would want to go there. Like a museum. It's like all about little things about them. Because even Batman. Yeah. That's specific. She goes on and says the vibe is very cool. There's a mix of college kids doing homework, moms downing espresso martinis. I got the final (laughs) rose drink, which was delicious and only $6 laughing my ass off because we were questioning the prices last week. She sent a bunch of pictures. It's super cute. They're, oh, okay. So the picture, the giant picture of Fatspa, he's holding generous coffee. So I wonder if they sell uh, generous coffee there. I'm sure they've at the very least have at some point like done a little collab or something. Oh my God. It goes even deeper. Great submission here. So many photos. She even takes a photo of the Wi-Fi because their Wi-Fi name mm-hmm. is cute. She said the Wi-Fi is Final Rose and the password is The Bachelor. Hopefully Aww. like the neighbors can't like steal the password now that I'm like making that public. Oh, well. They're so dedicated. I'm guessing, will you accept this Wi-Fi must be Jared's own Wi-Fi. Okay, because, so, yeah, so she took a picture of the Wi-Fi. The general Wi-Fi to the public is Final Rose, and then there's also, will you accept this Wi-Fi, which she's assuming is Jared's. Fucking hilarious. The coffee is actually super good. I'd go again. Hopefully, Jared will be there next time. Uh, We need to take a road trip up there. I want to go to this place. Yeah, I'm surprised this person didn't ask us to Venmo her. I was thinking that too. I'm like, all right, guys, offer's still on the table. If you want a coffee. And now we know the drinks are only $6 because I was... I was prepared to pay $10 for your coffee. Yeah, we weren't sure, but that was a great encounter. (laughs) I love hearing, like, all the details about it, and I think it's really fucking cool. So... Road trip. I really, really want to go. We're yeah. going to travel that far to go to a fucking coffee shop. Yeah, for the pod. Those are the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a submission you want to send, please DM me at She's All Batch on Instagram, and we may read it on an upcoming episode. Okay, guys, it is a very special day, especially for me, because we have my favorite Bachelor of all time, Chris Souls, on the pod. Chris, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thank Very you. excited Thank you for having me. And he shook his head no when I said he was my favorite bachelor, but the listeners know they all DM'd me. So I didn't tell them who it was, but I said it's like my favorite person. And people without me having to say it, they're like, no way, Crystals, I'm so excited for you. So this is a big deal for us. So thank you again. Our second lead, we previously had Ben Higgins. So we're going to ask a few lead specific questions to kick off. So yeah. Night one as a bachelor lead, can you like give us a little insight into that? Like, do you even remember like names? Do you remember anything? No, my personal experience, which everybody's experience, and 
is different, but uh, I'm sure. But mine was, you know, overwhelming uh, just in just the fact that I was there. And I mean, I, I told Chris Harrison, told the producers, I'm like, I don't know if anybody's even going to come here. Are you sure you guys are going to get people to show up to actually come date me? Fortunately, when you're the lead, you have like I had a handler and I had a, <laughs> two other producers that would take notes for me about every single girl. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. That's helpful. I've never heard that before. Yeah. A good yeah. kisser. Do they write that stuff? Like, what do they write the notes? Everything, everything. I mean, their their background, their name, their, you know, what what the conversation was like. They take notes on the entire conversation. So you That's can. That's so cool. Yeah, it's like going to, like going to, you know, I mean, I was studying, like, uh, after, you know, those intimate, or not necessarily intimate, but like those, those conversations, every conversation I had, every single girl. Um, they would take notes for me and then we would go through them after, you know, after filming was over and, and to help me process, you know, and then I was like, all right, well, you're going to meet so-and-so. This is what your last conversation was. That's awesome. I've never heard that from a lead before. So I find that really interesting. Maybe all the leads we do... talked about. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maybe no, we know on other podcasts and stuff too. Yeah, go ahead. They, <laughs> they might've just had to do that for me because I'm not very bright. So I could Probably. be the exception, but um, yeah. <laughs> Something that's really interesting to me about night one is how long it is and how, because it's like, obviously, like, people are drinking. At what point do people go from alcohol to water to coffee? How long was your night one? And, like, when you were doing the final rose ceremony, what time of day was it? Because I feel like sometimes you see the sun coming up right. at these, like, final interviews. It, it was it was probably, so when I, in comparison to, like, my experience with Andy's season being on The Bachelorette, we finished up really early in the morning it's probably three or four and the sun was just starting to come up it was full on it was probably eight o'clock I would I would assume by the time it was all done I mean I think I can't remember but um it was one of the rose ceremonies one girl left and then right sent her home and then she cried and came back and that was night one Chris that was night one yeah, yeah. it was Kimberly come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> see this is why I need help oh yeah I'm like a handler <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that that turned into a, a full on eight, nine o'clock in the morning. So I know that with the first rose ceremony, there are people that they obviously want you to keep. Obviously, do they do you who decides like the girls that do go home? It's I'm assuming it's a group conversation. It's not just you making that final choice. Well, at the end of the day, um, I was very adamant that it was going to be my final choice. I was not going to let anyone else uh, tell me what I was doing. I remember the first morning after the rose ceremony, the producers brought, you know, they sort of had had their list of the people that were going to go home. I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> up to you. Ooh. No, this is going to go. It's, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll definitely talk about it. Like I said, we'll go through the notes. We'll go through and recap on all the experiences that you have with, you know, 30 different women in one night it's, you can't do that on your own but they also you know there's also some people that they they steer you towards and they're probably leading you in a direction may that may or may not be in your best interest but uh yeah so ultimately I always felt like I was 100% in control even though I probably was like 
somebody's there's a puppet master involved in the whole thing mm -hmm. but when i said no i meant no and it's just the way it's going to be because you can't keep everybody so you gotta you have to make some decisions along the way that are never easy but was there a specific instance where they were that you remember pushing back hard on them where they either wanted you to keep or get rid of someone oh yeah <laughs> um go on <laughs> as like do you want to share <laughs> uh well ashley um what's her last well s or i yes. s oh yeah I, duh you had to have kept her on purpose Ashley S. Yeah, you kept her on purpose. Like they wanted you to keep her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They 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 wanted me to keep her. Right. I was I, after that the initial incident. She was chasing cats on her knees, and I thought she was gonna. I thought I actually thought felt a little fearful for my life at one point. That uh, um, that uh, when she came up to me during an interview and. I thought she had something sharp in her hand and I was like, oh, this is, this is, you know, she had this crazy look in her eye. I'm like, after that, I'm like, this is probably not going to work out when I'm talking to the producers. I'm like, can you just keep her around for a little longer? I mean, she's all right. Just keep her around for a little longer. I'm like, all right, I'll play ball. That was one incident. And then actually with Ashley, I, and then, um, Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah. You need me, Chris. I'm like your. I know, I know. You're hired. 2022 <laughs> handler for Chris Souls. Okay, so you, what was with the Kelsey Ashley? I, you didn't want to go on a two on one with either of them. Well, I did not. No, I did not <laughs> want to do that. No one, no one. It was we we rode in a helicopter, hel a helicopter together, and it was a really small helicopter, and it was really hot in there, and I was sitting in between both of them. And they hated each other. They just hated each other. And I could just feel like the, the like, just you could feel the, the anger. Like I, I'm sitting in the middle of it. I'm trying to be nice and and just cordial. And they did not want me to send both of them home. They're like, you can't send the, you can't send the widow home because everybody's going to, you know, you think you're a mean guy for sending the widow home. And, um, but she was, was the villain. Right, right. And, and yeah, but there was no chemistry there ever. And, and then they got into the big fight and they, they literally told me not to send the widow home. And I just, and, and by the time the day was over and we went through everything, I'm like, ah, not working. So you guys, you guys aren't staying around. <laughs> when you go into a two on one, though, is there ever any hope? Like, pretty much if you're putting two girls on a two on one, it's because you don't have a connection deep enough with either of them, right? No, I can't say that a hundred percent. I mean, my experience, um, I mean, Ashley, I really, really like, and still actually good friends with her. Um, but I think they pit the, the, the two people that don't like each other together to do the two-on-one to air out that, um, that conflict. And, uh, obviously that results in some strong emotions and right and, and some tough moments <laughs> so it wasn't that i i didn't have interest i mean i didn't see a future with either of them yeah i mean ashley i was never gonna want to come to iowa and <laughs> um but she's a great girl it doesn't have nothing against her 
And then Kelsey was Kelsey. She's also completely dropped off since your season. No one knows where she is. And yeah, I don't know what happened there. I haven't, I have not seen or heard. So you didn't have um, deep connections with those two, but you did with Britt. Like your chemistry was electric on the show. It's something I've never seen before. Your breakup was really dramatic and emotional. Did you ever, outside of television, did you ever have a conversation with her? Not like in regards to like furthering a relationship or anything, but I actually was, when I was doing Dance with the Stars, I was out there and I, I think I was just on a jog and, and I, uh, I, I ran, I, we, we crossed paths. She was on the sidewalk with her, with her, a new boyfriend and okay. and uh that was that was we actually i was happy to see her we hugged and and um yeah no we we never pursued anything after mm-hmm. after after the show it's kind of hard to you know obviously i was in a serious relationship with with whitney bischoff and then it didn't work out and i guess for me it just it sort of had to move on from from all that and mm-hmm. and um but she uh, she quickly moved on and found I think she's got a child now and doing well but uh no I I really didn't pursue any uh, other relationships with any of the girls almost more refreshing just to date like in real life and water on the bridge to a certain extent yeah across that do you do you regret going on the show oh absolutely not no okay. no it's a great experience. Met a ton of friends, um, and like some girls off the show. I mean, I, I stay in contact with Ashley I, and and um, you know, opened a ton of doors, including dating doors that that have allowed me to, you know, actually have have opportunities to meet girls that aren't just in Northeast Iowa. Um, which don't get me wrong, there's plenty of great women in Northeast <laughs> Iowa, but. A lot of them like to move to other places that are that have a little more things going on. But you mentioned other girls, and I was going to save this for the end. But other girls, there were rumors that you were dating Victoria Fuller. Was there any truth to that? Yeah, yeah. And you guys are no longer. No, no, we're no longer. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, we uh, we. We dated off and on for probably hmm, up being a year or two, and um, yeah, she's in a different point in her life. That uh, I mean, she's kind of in that point where there, when you, I get it. When you get off the show, you have so many doors that open up, and that you just, and she's embracing that, um, and uh, and yeah, so it's kind of a little tough to establish a, a true foundation when you're in that limbo period in your life when you're young and you all of a sudden you become some social influencer and can sell makeup ads or whatever they do but uh uh yeah no we're, we're no longer but still friends but how does that work though like how did you guys get introduced like who slides into whose dms so kelsey weir oh yeah you- she's from iowa right yeah from- so she actually reached out to me um, prior to her going on the show, um, we, we sort of messaged each other back for a little while and, and, uh, and just kind of, we, I never had met her, but she was 
at some point she was in, you know, asking me about how do you get on? Everybody thinks there's some secret to getting on the show, but there, there isn't. Um, but uh, so we just sort of became like direct message friends. And then um, after the show, she, she reached out to me and said, really like you to meet my friend um, uh, and, and okay. see I think you'd like each other. So See, that's not actually a very normal, wholesome way to, to meet. Very, I don't know. I just think people f find that whole situation interesting. So I wanted to ask. Um, and when, when, when it was revealed that you guys were kind of spending time together, people were like, that's so random. How would they even meet? Yeah. And now we know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just super organic. And she, yeah. It was during, like, right in the middle of COVID was when it was sort of. Mm -hmm. thinking, or right approaching COVID. And, and then next thing you know, it's COVID. And, um, and then she came to visit and there's nothing else to do. And uh, Iowa happens to be a nice place to be during a pandemic because there's no people around. You mm -hmm. don't have to ask them. You don't have to get vaccinated. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Anyway, we, we kind of hit it off just talking and, and, uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. So you nice. took her photos that she posted to Instagram that said farm life. Like, were you the ones that took, you had to have been the one that took it. No one else was here. You didn't? I wasn't, I wasn't even there. I didn't, I didn't, you know. So, okay. Yeah. So self-timer, where were you? <laughs> Working. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so she just sat. I actually had this thought. I'm like, does she, cause you worked like 15 hour days. Like you said, I'm like, does the girls that you date have to just sit at your house for 15 hours waiting for you to come home? Yeah. He's nodding. Yeah, it's so. audio, Chris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we need that yeah. <laughs> That's the hard part. Everybody's like, oh, farming, it sounds so lovely and great. Yeah. And, which certain times of year it is. I mean, like, I, yeah, like this time of year, I can be doing whatever I want. And I structure things so I can try to be flexible. But it, when it's when it's springtime, it, it's, yeah, it, but the, the cool thing is, is that I, we farm all over around where I live so you can just come out and ride in the tractor you can be there but it, if you don't if you're not into it you don't like appreciate it then it's then I it's take selfies bit. inside <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on your season towards the end the edit seemed to be that your connection with Becca may have been stronger but Becca wasn't willing to go to Iowa I know that that could very well just be the edit of the show, but did you ever think after you and Whitney had split that maybe you should have chosen Becca? I don't, I, um, no, um, I mean, not because I don't love Becca and I'm still actually uh, good friends with her and consider her a friend and her, I text her brother, her dad is, uh, is awesome I and mean, her family is awesome like everything about her is 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 uh is awesome but again I think that my intuition was right um maybe she wasn't really you know ready um and maybe she didn't just didn't know what she wanted which mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted and but now I look like an idiot because it didn't work out but um it uh but it, yeah I just didn't think she was quite ready and and she admitted it and she was honest to me so 
um, I think that was the healthiest decision. Rephrasing the question though, because I feel something here. If Becca was ready to, if she's like, I'm going to that farm, sign me up. Would you have chosen her? I think you would have. I'm your handler. Yeah, yeah I, I would have. <laughs> you would have chosen Becca. That's see, I'm so glad I went with my my instinct and asked that question because that I mean, I knew that and I feel like viewers knew that. And again, it was the edit of your finale. I feel like even your father or someone in your family said, Whitney's the smart choice, but you you want to choose Becca. Yeah, yep. it's, it's a fact. Wow. Wow, my mind is blown. Okay, another big moment from your season. You actually knew the answer before you asked the question. I mean, I, I that season is, I don't think there's been a better season since or before, but I feel like a lot of it was like your drama was organic. And I feel like nowadays they have to really force it. Like even the Kelsey stuff, that is a woman that really felt those things and said those things. And she had to flee the country and no one knows where she is today because of it. Like, it's not drama of people doing what they have to do to get screen time. And even this, the, the Becca thing, that is just a girl that didn't want to make that life change. And I don't know, I feel like that makes for better TV. So yeah, I had I had an intuition that that may have been the case. I am yeah. shocked as hell that you admitted it though. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honest to a fault, so. We love it. Maybe you'll be honest about this. Jade was one of your final girls and an edit she had towards the end was a big build up to her Playboy reveal, which like nowadays, like who cares? Like that's not even a big deal, but they made it a very big deal on the show. And she had to show you her Playboy pictures and videos. Was it as awkward as it seemed? And <laughs> yes. I mean, it wasn't really awkward because I, I mean, I'm gonna put this into perspective, which is hard to do. But it wasn't like something, I wasn't like offended or like, I'm like, it, it's awkward when it's in, on, you know, the national tele, you know, national television show. There's a lot worse things than you could do than model for Playboy. I mean, big deal. It's, it, it didn't even, it didn't bother me at all. It was the, the way that the producers sort of set it up, made, made it very, very, very awkward. Did you know about it beforehand? Mm -mm. Wow. No, I had no idea. No idea. After the home time, it's like you go meet with her family and you sit down kitchen table with her brother and her father-in-law and her mom. And then, then you're, the next thing you're doing is looking at <laughs> photos and videos. It was one of those things where the producers wanted to, um, put me in a tough position and, and create more drama than needed to be. And that was, that was, yeah, I, I, we had some hard conversations after that happened with the producers. You and the producers? Mm -hmm. You were mad about that? There was no reason for me to, you know, have to pull up nude photos of somebody and on in front of a camera that just was not, yeah, and, and put her in that situation. It, it just she didn't. I had no issue with it. it right. Even if she told me, I had no issue at all. And they made it. They 
made it seem, and then I ended up sending her home. And so people thought that I sent her home because of that. All right. You know, it wasn't, had nothing to do with that at all. I was like, well, God, I mean, I'm just trying to do the best I can, but you're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. Uh, I'm just trying to filter through uh, as best I can. It has nothing, had nothing to do with her being on, on in Playboy. I want to get to Andy because you are obviously on her season, but then you guys have like hung out in recent years. First on her season, you wrote her secret admirer notes. Was that your mm -hmm. idea? N not entirely. Yeah, it was, it wasn't totally my idea, but I mean, we had conversations and they asked me if I'd be willing to or be interested in writing her letter. And I'm like, hell yeah. So we spent like the entire night I'll never forget writing and rewriting this letter. I mean, because I had to get my hand, the, all the words perfectly and, and and my handwriting had to be perfect. And I, yeah. Well, was there ever anything with Andy after that season? Yeah. Wait, like romantic? Oh, I mean, we've, we've had lunch together. I mean, we've not, not, romantic romantic i mean but we've definitely talked seriously about dating again and and other things but um yeah she's up she's she's now she's with with somebody and but yeah i mean i her and i have have i mean i consider her a close friend and yeah and there was some definitely thoughts of potentially getting back together wow that's two yeah. bombs that I was not expecting for you to Just, admit. I feel like everybody knows that, but anyway. No, I mean, I feel like it's what, that you were at lunch, but then it's, yo, they're just friends. Like no one really knows until Chris Souls tells She's All Batch podcast. And then we tell everyone. <laughs> I get myself in trouble. No, you're not. Uh, no, you're not. I was, I mean, I tell you what, I was, I was over the moon uh, in love with her and broke my heart when, when she sent me home, I mean, the whole deal was tough. Those feelings were like as raw as I could, you could imagine. Um, and when I went on the show, I, I was, I never watched it. I never really watched it. I remember like one time I, my former ex-girlfriend was watching and I'm like, what in the hell is this? this is <laughs> um, what are they doing? Um, and then next thing you know, here I am. Um, and, uh, but no, I started to watch a little bit. Um, and I'm like, when, when I was watching the show, I watched Andy, I'm like, that's, that's the one that I'm interested in. Yeah. The feelings were really real and, and, uh, it just doesn't go away completely. I, I care about her and, and, uh, yeah, no, we, we, we explored those options of potentially getting back together afterwards and, uh, stars didn't quite align. So, um, do you think she would have moved to Iowa? Because mm -hmm. is that like a deal breaker for you? I, I think after the fact, um, I think she would have considered like being, yeah, that was the one thing that, you know, I was preference with all the girls, like when I'm anybody I'm dating, it's like, you don't have to, like, you're not locked in a box here. It's like, <laughs> we, we do have airplanes still, and we do have <laughs> uh, cars and things that we get from point A to point B. You don't have to be a permanent like statue in, in Iowa, but um, I, I don't move, move. No, I mean, she's got way too much going on.
moving on from Andy though, uh, lead questions in general, just as a lead, did you ever kiss someone that you were not into? You know the answer to that question. <laughs> the answer is yes, but I want to know who. Uh, Kelsey, of course. Oh, okay. Oh, that's it? But no one else? There has to be more people than that. He's like really thinking. <laughs> I don't think so. I was, I, I mean, for me going into it, like meeting all the girls, that, that I just, I was in throw. I mean, I, I just thought they were all like phenomenal and was like, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, and, and Kelsey was beautiful, and but I just, but there was not a, a lot of chemistry there. And I, mm. forced. but other than that, that was the only one that I can, rem I mean, I, no, I don't, I don't, that was, that would be it. Okay. Did you ever send someone home and then wish you didn't? Or think about it later and and wish she was back of course i mean yeah yeah they, i mean towards the end there was i mean jade caitlin you know they were all super important to me those were hard hard decisions um i just did my best try to like not second guess myself which you do but it yeah i would say the last five girls were yeah, I, I didn't. At that point, I was like, I, I could just be making one mistake after the other, okay. but got to go with my gut here. So. And then there's like an engagement, though. So how do you kind of like compartmentalize? Do you ever think to yourself, like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this? Not in the moment. No. Okay. Not in the That's moment. always so crazy to me because the breakup with the runner up happens so soon before you get engaged to someone else i just don't know how people like emotionally transition like that <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy to even think about but i mean you sort of know what you're getting into when you do it i mean you don't but yeah. you do um yeah i mean I'll, I'll never forget that day when i when i had to <clears throat> send becca home and then next thing i'm doing is getting on one knee and it, but it didn't even phase me. I mean, I was one second I'm heartbroken and then the next second I'm elated and like, yeah, this is the right thing. That's How much one, time is there actually between like sending the runner up home and then the engagement? Like, do they give you a break or is it literally two well, cars break, in a row? There's breaks between everything. That's one thing. Okay. Because you do your interviews, you do your uh, ITMs and then you have to go, you know, I I had, I had to walk away and just cry for a little while and um um and yeah now there's there's breaks between that's one thing you don't see on the show is that between every like throughout dates there's breaks and then they 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 pull you away and then they interview you and that was a probably a five hour experience that whole that that they that took an hour on television to show but might have been more than that all day mm -hmm. interesting I know you've said in un, in other interviews that you didn't want to touch on why you and Whitney broke up unless you guys were both together talking about it but obviously you're not going to both ever be talking about it because you're broken up so I'm going to ask why 
does did the show have anything to do with your breakup like lingering feelings for other people any of that you really do your research on things I swear um, I didn't even have to I just knew it <laughs> no there was nothing um nothing outside of just a a, a, a true relationship um it wasn't there fundamentally it just wasn't there and it was genuine from the beginning and genuine to the end it wasn't uh wasn't it didn't have anything to do with like television or production at all when you say it wasn't there are you like chemistry or like long-term compatibility yeah just yeah i mean you know sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not and mm -hmm. You know, when you, you go through, a, when you go through an experience like this, like being the lead and, or any, or, or a contestant uh, for that matter, I kind of describe it like going on vacation and meeting somebody and you think you just met the love of your life and then you get mm -hmm. back to work and then say, well, well, this is going on this is going on and, and our lives maybe aren't like certain things you know like it you just when you go through it it's like this is you're 100 sold and you're in love and then you then you go back to real life and then you feel and then you the cameras go away and you actually get to know each other you know and and you don't really get a chance to know each other on the show I mean, it's if you went if you are fortunate enough to to have a sustainable relationship it's it's not because of the show it's because you got really freaking lucky to find your soulmate i that's you know that's lucky in life i mean i think that's how how, how it is when you if you're on tinder or whatever you, you hopefully we're all lucky someday you know so yeah. well Speaking of being lucky in love, would you ever give Paradise a shot? I'm <laughs> too old for Paradise. <laughs> oh, I, they so, asked me a couple of times and I, I did not. I just don't know. I don't think that's probably in my cards, but um, I, don't, I don't know that I'd be a, a good candidate for that anymore. That, why? Summer's right around the corner. Let's do this. I guess they did have a 40 year old guy on there. I was about to say that. I was like, Kenny was 40. So well, I wanted to old. see if that's what you meant. I didn't want to guess that you meant age, but like they would love to have you. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. I, I haven't, I have, it hasn't crossed my mind. I, I, but I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I've been approached by other things. I don't know. I still want to find somebody. So I guess maybe never say never. Okay. We won't say never. <laughs> so uh, what is life like today? I'm assuming farming is still mm -hmm. the day to day, although it's winter, as Jackie pointed out to me earlier. So are you still on the farm every day? Like, yeah, like, your what life is like? the schedule? We did yeah. not understand how it works. What did you do today besides um, talk to us? You know, this time of year, I've spent a lot of time um, uh, 
actually in my office, which you're looking at it. Um, this is my home office right now, but uh, I spend a lot of time uh, preparing for spring, uh, helping, I mean, all the guys are doing a lot of other things. Um, well, we have literally working on negotiating on purchasing some real estate. Um, just, uh, yeah, a lot of my, my, you know, meetings and with, in, in preparing for, for springtime. And we, mm -hmm. it, it, most of the work that we're doing is in the shop, you know, getting equipment ready. And, um, and uh, we, we feed a lot of pigs. So that doesn't ever end, whether it's winter or summer or matter. Mm -hmm. So um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I have a lot of people that work with us and work for us. And, and that, so it seems like that occupies a lot of my time. I feel like I'm an HR manager some days, but uh, yeah, so not very exciting, but I, I love it. So still looking for love though, maybe coming back to TV probably this summer, Paradise, <laughs> if we can take some time off from the farm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Chris, you've been so, so awesome. This has been really, really fun. Like I said, like we adore you and our listeners love you as well. So this is going to be a really fun one. And I know that you don't really do interviews too often. So we appreciate you being willing to talk to us. Yeah, no, you guys have been fabulous. I, I thank you for the opportunity to, to talk and it's been, been enjoyable. Cool. Well, Good, thank we'll you. be in touch and we'll talk to you later. Well, you guys have a great day. You too. Thank you. You too. Bye, Chris. That's our show this week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave us a nice review. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss any future episodes. Yes, and if you are a diehard, check out our Facebook group. I love interacting with you guys there. We're gonna be doing exclusive giveaways in the Facebook group. We do polls about what kind of things you guys wanna hear more of on the podcast. We share news in real time. We have such a little party. And so the link to the group will be in the episode description. It's really fun. I love it. It always perks up my day. Yeah, you guys are really cool. So thank you for all your support thus far. Be sure to check out our sponsors. You can check out HydroJug at thehydrojug.com and use code BATCH, B-A-C-H-10, for 10% off. You can also check out BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash she's all batch for 10% off your first month of services. And then, oh, and then we're going to move over to shout out of the week. And shout out of the week is Elena's friend. So we got a comment from someone <laughs> who doesn't like our podcast. However, she said that her friend recommended us to her and we want to just thank the friend so this was the comment i don't get the hype <laughs> i listen to just about every bachelor podcast out there and was told to listen to this one and i just don't get it i find the leads annoying and the interviews very surface <laughs> so are you saying there's hype about us elena because that's kind of cool i know <laughs> thank you so much and thanks shout out to elena's friend you're the real shit we love you Keep recommending us to other people, mm -hmm. and maybe you'll find someone that doesn't think we're annoying. Yeah, I mean, you know, the girls that get it, get it, and the girls that don't, don't. So we're, we're not everyone's cup of tea, but... Um, but for, like, the cool people we are. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. Yeah, the girls that get it, get it, and the girls that don't, don't. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I know how great we are. Anka jams. <laughs> Anka jams. I... 
I was about to be like, guys, send us some little t- uncut gems TikToks, but I'm like, do not. I never want to hear uncut gems oh, I love ever it. again. Um, anyway. I also want to shout out Sarah. She writes and says, I absolutely love your podcast. It's so much fun. I just want to point out that there's no H in John Hersey's name. You guys rock. And I kindly let Sarah know that we purposely say John Hershey. You guys, you got to go back to the beginning and catch up. So you are up to speed. I often wonder if people know the jokes and when we say certain things, are they just like, what the fuck are they talking about? And in this case, that is what's happening. But she was really sweet and she goes, oh my God, I'm so disappointed in myself. You guys keep on being amazing. No need to be disappointed in yourself, Sarah. We love you and we love that you're listening and we're happy that you're up to speed on the John Hershey joke now. Yes. Be sure to follow me at She's All Batch on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. And you can check out Jackie Maroney at Jackie Maroney underscore. Is that it? I think so. I literally never post TikToks. Like, I don't know how, really. <laughs> but some of the diehards in the Facebook group are finding me on TikTok and following me on TikTok, which is so huh. silly. But I love the support for my silly little, like, six videos <laughs> I have on there. Love it. All right. Is that it? <laughs> Bye, bitches. 